Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you're doing well. A big thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Faris Lihich. Thank you so much, Faris, for your support. And of course, to all of our other wonderful patrons who allow us to continue what we're doing. And very quickly, just to thank you to all of you for tuning in um, and for reading the website we almost we we came close to 1 million page views in may which just blows my mind that there <laughs> are now it's not 1 million different people andy obviously but still just that the interest in roma warrants 1 million page views i guess yes. i'm still trying to grasp that large number and concept because i mean i distinctly remember days where there would be like 500 page views and I'd be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And then a thousand. And then as you can attest, I mean, the interest in these last six months, I, I can't explain it. And I keep telling you that I'm waiting yep. for it all to just drop out and yes. go back to the days where I was, you know, having to write articles on Alessandro uh, Crescenzi about why he could be the next uh, Panucci. I just don't want to go back to that. That's all I, I, that is the only thing I pray for. Um, I can't explain <laughs> this, but it's been amazing. It's been very odd. Yeah. I mean, I mean, considering where, where you were in the first place, then where, when we where we were in the, in the, in the, in second place. And now, um, yeah, it's taken a bit of a life of its own. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, that's a comforting thought that people are still going to be interested in, uh, in Roma. It doesn't matter if I'm, at a pilgrimage or if John is stuck in an airport in Zurich and doesn't have access to internet for 14 hours. Um, but that's, that's the reality of the situation now. That's the, that's the great thing about Roma. I think it all, it all started when, uh, when we actually got beaten by Bodo six to one, <laughs> all of a sudden the people started Forcing noticing, it curse, I guess. <laughs> it started, everybody started noticing this team that was getting slapped around by Norwegian fishermen and oil drillers. And, uh, and then it just started to go up, up, up and it continues to do so. Uh, it, it's amazing. Um, so thank you to everybody. And uh, I mean, we're not going anywhere again. We'll, we will continue to do the podcast website. Everything is as normal. Very quickly, though, we have to, I didn't want to save this until the end, but Ray Liotta passing yep. away one week ago. I can't, yep. I, yep. I, I, I guess more so for him, it was difficult to accept because Goodfellas, like in my mind, still doesn't feel as if that movie was released so long ago. And we all know Liotta played a relatively... Uh, 32 years ago. Yeah. Right. But... I mean, his character in the movie, Henry Hill, um, 
one of the younger of the crew, so to speak. And he even like, even in the movie, he looks like he's 25. And then I guess when it happened out of nowhere, unless I'm mistaken, and he had something that I just wasn't aware of, but it, it was pretty unforeseen. Yeah. No, it was in his sleep. Yeah. Okay. Um, 67 years old. It, it, yeah. That right there, that was the thing that like, I, I, I think I had difficulty coming to terms with that. He was actually 67 years old. I, 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 Time, it really just shows you. Time really is a son of a you-know-what. It was... Very, I don't know why his his passing bothered me, but it yeah, it was very sad um, because, I don't know. I mean, he was great in another movie that I personally am a huge fan of, John Q. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, killing Them Softly. Uh, yeah, he gets his face smashed and killing them softly. <laughs> it's it's well, great how you know, yeah. like how how in Goodfellas you can you can basically tell, oh, this guy is a cold blooded son of a gun. You know, I mean, right. the guy, right. it, the, the 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 great thing about his role in Goodfellas is that he's supposed at first you think he's got a moral compass. At first you think you're you're dealing with a guy that comes to term with his own failures and his own rotten self. And instead, he just bullshits you the whole way right. through. He's like just justifying himself. And when when uh, when Jimmy Conway and Tommy are, are beating Billy Bats to a pulp, yeah. he's just... He, his only worry is about locking that door. Like... He's he goes from talking to Billy Bats, being very friendly with him, being like you know Tommy didn't mean anything, you know, it's just he he's a bit aggressive. To then just running down and locking the door so that nobody hears the screaming, and um, that gives you like he played that role perfectly because he never gotta gotta gave you a chance to really side with the character you for yeah. the whole movie you don't really know how to feel about henry hill you pretty much know how to feel about joe pesci's character because he's a psycho <laughs> right, right, right. So, but but henry hill is like is is he perfectly encapsulates what what that guy was all about he was a cool cold-blooded criminal and then you go and watch him and kill him softly and that's that's a, <laughs> the, he plays a guy who basically is the butt of the joke he basically right. plays the guy who messed up once and he's getting punished the second time around for something that he didn't do and he gets absolutely humiliated i think he was also in um what was it that movie uh with the cops with the sylvester stallone copland yeah Co copland yeah. He's there. I mean, he yeah. he was a very unpredictable screen presence. You never mm. really knew what he was going to give you, whether he was going to be scary or cheerful or calm. I mean, he's in Field of Dreams, another uh, baseball movie with with um just a wonderful role in it. And yeah. uh he was he was just great. He was great. Yeah, as you said, I think um for a lot of people, Goodfellas seems to be such like it's not only a cinematic landmark, but it's also like a movie that basically everybody has some sort of relationship to. At least if you grew right. up in the '90s, late '80s, throughout the '90s, that's like it goes beyond being a cult classic. It's like part of part of life. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. he has a place in everybody's home on everybody's shelf. Um, you may not know it, but he's done some amazing work. Probably never got the re the big break that he deserved that after Goodfellas. Like he never became 
yeah. you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, although he had the looks at the beginning, and he was like, you know, very charming. And you, I mean, you watch that movie, and Lorraine Bracco, who plays his wife, and him are just so beautiful. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a scary thing to th to think that the, the you know the man was sixty seven and passed away in his sleep. Hopefully, didn't feel anything. Um, yeah. Just a huge loss. But it's uh, as you say, it's a huge loss that I think is weird because it caught everybody off guard. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about never catching a break for uh, Lorraine Bracco? I'm convinced to, uh, mm. accepting that role as Melfi. Made yeah, it kind of do. Yeah, that's the yeah. It 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 does. I mean, that's that's what happened. I mean, think about even Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad. That's those those actors are good actors, but. They never get the the big break that everybody mm. seems to think they're gonna have. Um, Lauren Bracco was was great in in Goodfellas. She has a very very difficult role because she, at first she's like just annoying Karen, but then right right turns out she's more or less one of the few characters that seems to have at least some sort of moral compass. Maybe not even, but maybe. She has some kind of judgment, you know. When when Jimmy Conway is setting up to to have her whacked, she senses it. Yeah, like she right. she knows it. She knows the world that she's getting into. So it's um yeah. She it's uh oh, again. It, it, I think those are it's a whole generation that sort of was there now and sort of faded away. You know, mm, those Lauren Brack or Ray Liotta, great actors that that. Had that big moment and then it sort of fizzled out, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize either, just to put a bow on this, I killing them softly, which I, I guess I never realized how non um, like main mainstream it went. Oh, yeah. Because after it was passed, booed, it was hated. Yes. In, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Which is yeah. weird because you have so many big, I mean, Gandolfini's in it for goodness yeah. sake. Brad Pitt, um, Gandol Gandolfini. Yeah. And it did. I didn't realize how bad it did. I thought it was a good movie. I guess maybe. I I think it's an amazing movie. I actually I'm probably one of the few like diehard fans of it. It's a sweet, one hour thirty minute movie, very beautifully directed, beautifully shot. And then you have all those, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a movie where you basically laugh at every scene, uh, even when it's really drastic, even when it's really dramatic. Right. Like when Ray Liotta is getting beaten to a pulp in the rain. Right. It's so, shot so beautifully. And then the, the funny thing is that he's basically having a conversation with the guys that are supposed to beat him. They're like, come on, come on, we have to do it. You know how this goes, you know? Can you can you look at me? Can you straighten out? And he's like, no, please don't do this. I, you know, I talk to your mother every day. And they're like just beating him up. And just, right. can you look at me? I got to, no, now you messed up my shoe you know like stuff like this it's just funny and johnny sack is in that movie as well yes uh, yes very good cast yeah. I, I i guess i was I, I mean you watch it and you think it's a good movie i i'm yeah he I plays a, I, he plays he plays the guy who's called the squirrel right the <laughs> he, the, he, he plays the squirrel yeah yeah it's a good movie it's oh good movie. so yeah there there's our movie recommendation for the episode um apparently nobody else uh Took, uh, took interest in seeing that movie, but it is a good movie. <laughs> Killing Them Softly. Check it out.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Okay. Um, Roma, the season's over. You know, I, I, it's not that I hate the transfer market, but... I, it's I not that you don't hate it. it. Yeah, it's not that I don't hate it, but I don't don't hate it. I mean, I had somebody tweet me. I think this was two days ago. They were asking me. I, I tweeted like once in three or four days. Let me see. Because this guy, he wanted news. He wanted transfer news. On uh, Here we go. Wah- uh, to, our, to my good friend Wahaj, I'm very sorry. I'm not meaning to call you out. But he, uh, he says on the 30th of May, which was what, four days ago, five days ago, John, any transfer news on Roma? It's kind of boring without football. Mind you, this is three days, four days after Roma, and they win the conference. I, this has to be a generational thing. It has to be. <laughs> well, because John, I, do you have any transfer news? No. There, no, no, <laughs> there is none except Roma um, in the, uh, the media group chat telling everybody about this whole Mkhitaryan thing, how they, it's true that they've given him 24 hours before wanting a answer as to whether or not they are going to accept uh, the uh, renewal offer that they gave to him. I guess let's just start there. That's probably the most, because that's the most fluid and the most uh, up-to-date well, player-related situation that we'll have a de- definitive answer on. Where are you at with him? Because for me, and I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I, I kissed his backside for the last four months, I, I don't know what exactly you can expect from Mkhitaryan next season. Now, we all know that he, ch- he, he changes into this new hybrid midfield slash attacking role. The output that was required of him, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but if you look at, you can check it out on, um, I use InfoGoal or SofaScore. You can find some of his heat maps for the season, and you can see very clearly as the season progressed, the heat map and his output running throughout the pitch, up and down, up and down, it gradually increased. Naturally, you're playing in the midfield. Um, so given that, we kind of saw towards the final portion of the season, it, I, I probably a bit unfair to say that this was the root cause, but we saw what happened. He gets hurt in the first leg against Leicester City. He's out for three to four weeks. He comes back for the final and he played what? 19 minutes, 20 minutes? Something like that. 17. <laughs> 17. Okay, close enough. 17. He goes out. Um, he's still uh, rehabilitating the injury. I, I don't think it's that serious, but it is, a, it is a strain this summer, so it's not that big of a deal. It's not like it would leak into the beginning of next season. But having said that, I think you have to factor that in. I also think you have to factor in, do we remember some of the uh, injuries he had earlier on in the earlier seasons at Roma? He really struck. Do you remember that first season? I mean, that first yep. season, he was, yep. uh, uh, it, it seemed available at the beginning, and it seemed like he did not come back until the latter stages of the season. I don't really know what you can expect from him. He turns 34 years of age in January. And beyond that, is it a good thing or a bad thing that a soon to be 34 year old Mikatarian is still? A, a, a central piece to the project. Now, is that maybe a bit of a, a elementary way of thinking of it? Sure. But 
this guy isn't getting any younger. Is if if we're looking simply from a historical standpoint, he does have the injuries. And beyond that, if you have him play in that midfield role, let's just say you start him in there uh, late August, whatever day the uh, um, the uh, opening match day is, match day one, you put him in the midfield. Can he keep up and he can he maintain that output that he was um, that he was displaying in the latter portions of the season? Can he do that for an entire season? I'm skeptical about that, but where do you stand on him and his situation? Yeah, I mean it's a it's yeah it's it's a bit of a head scratcher because indeed he was probably one of one off if not the most important player at 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 some point during in this season when when Mourinho basically constructed constructed a whole game plan around him and whenever he wasn't there or whenever we tried to have him rest for for a bit uh, the team didn't didn't move as 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 smoothly as it did with him on the pitch and and so that is that he was a very important player for Mourinho and for the players around him his experience but also just his his quality the fact that you were basically playing with with a with an attacking minded player in a defensive position and uh, there were games where he would just you know run the whole midfield by himself i mean you look yeah. at that game with Napoli, where he comes on in the second half, and the team is just uh, different. It just the team looks alive, and the team uh, completely dominates at the at the Maradona Stadium, and that's that's basically what he did this season. Obviously, um, we were all shocked when that happened. We couldn't believe our eyes that this man, when you know he was initially. Not not that effective as a winger with Mourinho. Then he was moved there and in the in the midfield. And all of a sudden, we got ourselves a weapon. I mean, you look at that performance in the derby. Uh, wonderful, right. really. I mean, stuff that you hardly see from from a player of his age. Um, and you know, given everything that we've seen before from him, which again, you look at his numbers at Roma for a guy his age. Great numbers, and uh, but but I I did think that that this season was really the first season where his impact was was felt was really felt all across the board, and so there's that. But at the same time, as you say, there is uh you know a number of of uncertainties related to to Mkhitaryan, to his age, to to his injuries, to to the fact again that. You know, yes, Roma want to keep him, but do, do they want to keep relying on him in that position? That position was an emergency solution, and right. and him and Mourinho may may very well work together again, and in, in, in the future may continue to do so. But you have to ask yourself, you know, what is his role in the team if Roma really do invest heavily in the midfield? If if they do, if they choose to do that, if they're able to do that. Where does he go? What does he do? And how much does he really contribute to the team? Because I remember not so long ago, we would discuss the wages um, and the issue related to the wages. And his name was on top of the list because you were like, ah, but, you know, he earns this much amount of money and, and he's out this 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 much throughout the year. And, and, and so those things rarely balanced each other out. I think this season, everybody was pro Mkhitaryan at some point everybody was on the on the bandwagon and um 
and everybody was happy with him earning that much money. Now he has the possibility of moving up and going to Inter and playing in the Champions League and maybe competing for a Scudetto. You know, I remember in all his interviews at Roma, he was saying like his number one objective is to help the club win the trophy. So when I saw the news that right after the conference that he he supposedly has a verbal agreement with Inter, um, I wasn't that surprised because. I thought, you know what? That's a that's also a fitting end. That's a nice nice yeah. end to to his time at Roma. It was ups and downs, but definitely a player that that was valuable for for most of the time, and and a player that I think, given everything that he had been through in the Premier League with with Arsenal and Manchester United, he really exceeded expectations at Roma. There were moments where we saw the best Mkhitaryan since his Borussia Dortmund days, and that was a world-class yeah. player. So, But it, it, this, I think this situation does coincide with what do Roma want to do? What's the project? What's the plan? Um, because if you give that, if you give Mkhitaryan that much money, and I couldn't care less, you know, at some point in time, you really have to, like... Okay, somebody is go- always going to earn that much money in a team. If it's sure. Mkhitaryan, then yeah, I mean, let you it be. I've, I've yeah. seen worse. Yes, I've seen Diego Perotti uh, earn <laughs> almost as much. Um, so it's fine. The point is just logistically. Perotti is becoming like yeah. my yeah. DiFrancesco. Is, yeah. That is essentially Perotti to you. Yes, Perotti. I mean, Perotti is a player that I think we all loved at some point when he uh, when he was just banging in those penalty those kicks. But then months, he was unbelievable. Yeah, and and you know he sort of saved our asses uh, when when Jeco was um, at his worst in his first season. So I'm always going to be grateful. And I, I thought he was a very important player in that Champions League run to the semifinal. He was uh, one of the more consistent performers. The point is that Mkhitaryan, um, I think, represents uh, something of the past. And now Roma, mm. I think, must make a decision. What do they want to do again? Do they, If they want to invest heavily in the midfield, what is Mkhitaryan's real role within the team? Is it off the bench? Is, is he going to be just a veteran presence, you know, who, who on whom you can rely on in the Europa League uh, from time to time? Or is he going to have a consistent uh, role in the starting eleven? Is Dan Woodward going to do for another year, maybe two? Um, I I really don't know. It, obviously, it all mostly depends on Jose Mourinho. But you know, if you said, "Are you indifferent to this situation?" I think if tomorrow Mkhitaryan says, "Okay, I'm going to stay," I'm going to have pretty much the same reaction as he was going to say, "Okay, I'm going to go." Um, mm. Okay, that's pretty much it, it. It just comes to that. I think the real conclusions can be drawn once the season is in motion. Because so far, I will not know if Mkhitaryan tomorrow says, "I want, I want to stay at Roma." Uh, I will not know for sure what what the plan is for him. What's his role is at Roma for next season? It's still going to be a quite big question mark. So, and. Again, if he leaves to Inter, I look at <laughs> Inter's past decisions involving Roma players at, at yeah. this at this age. I don't want you know, but it's nothing to worry about in my opinion. So well, it's um, 
that's that's I mean, really think, what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I'm I'm more or less the exact same. Am I going to jump uh, for joy one way or the other? No. I think the difference is pretty clear. Uh, uh, Inter, now I don't know where uh, Gianluca De Marzio got this, but I think he wrote they were offering four and a half million euros. I was told it was, it was, it was three and a half plus another five. So basically four with Roma, he's at three, three and a half. So he is getting a, a, a wage bump, obviously. Should he uh, decide to move to Milano? But the difference is, I think, pretty obvious. Roma, they cannot afford to pay a guy who does not feature centrally to your project, who is not one of the main features of your team, who is not available uh, as much as possible. And pay him three and a half, four million euros. That is, that is the difference between financially, at least. That's the difference between a Roma versus the likes of Juve, Inter. That right there is just something Roma cannot afford to do. We've seen it time and time again. Roma, they give big wages to guys who, uh, you know, just months later we find them on the bench, not featuring, and it takes everything to get rid of them it takes way longer than necessary so to date it seems like uh, Tiago Pinto has at least for the most part learned uh, from the mistakes of Roma's of the past trying to think of really bad contracts or contract renewals that he has handed out to date and there isn't really one that has popped uh, into my mind I'm sure if I look I'm sure we could come across maybe one however I just don't think if, if, if this comes down to wages, if that's simply it at the end of the day, Mkhitaryan's going, go, going to go to Inter. Now, going there, um, I have been told, because it's kind of weird, as everybody knows, he was with Mino Raiola. Um, he hasn't signed with a new agency yet. Cousin um, and one of his friends, they take care of all of the negotiations. And then Raiola used to come in at the very end and he would handle all the contractual stuff. But as far as, as, far as the initial negotiations, though, for Mkhitaryan, he's always relied on these, uh, these two close people to him, a cousin and a friend um, who, who sort of had his entourage. So they're the ones who have been uh, negotiating with both clubs. Um, they have been told by uh, Simone Zaghi that he is viewed as sort of like a midfielder, and that's it. Uh, almost like a replacement who can come in for Brozovic, Barella, fill in across the entire midfield, except obviously... Chalanoglu, yeah. Chalanoglu, him too. That's how Inter view him. They view him as maybe like a... Not maybe. They view him as a, a fantastic option from the bench. Now, with Roma, it's going to be... Well, no, you're not coming from the bench. You are starting as long as you are healthy. So I don't know what his priority is. If it's, if it's to win something, if it's to play Champions League, then that's, it is what it is. I, you know, I don't think Andy... If, and if, collect if the color of paycheck. 
The Reverend. Alexander Kolarov. Now, there's a guy yeah, I haven't yeah. heard of in. <laughs> Hold on. I, because now, see, <laughs> you, you, you mentioned these things and curiosity <laughs> yes, and they bother always you. Gets yes. the best of me. This yes. is one of the, one of the, my downfalls of my <laughs> hyperactivity disorder. I can't stay focused. I, I have to know how many appearances he made for, for Ink Dad. It has to be under 10, right? Uh, I think uh, it's 15. Ten. Damn. 15, damn it. Yes, no close. goals, one assist. Interesting. <laughs> wow. That, what, going from 19 goals and 21 assists at Roma to zero and one assist at Inter. Yes, that, pretty that's harsh. very interesting. Um, but anyway, here's the thing, though. If he decides to go to, to Inter, I don't th- is anybody really going to have a lot of ill will for him? Because, as you said, he ended uh, his tenure should he decide to leave. I mean, you can't really think of better ways to end a story, right? No, I mean no. that that is the fairy tale ending. Yeah, so to he speak. he kept this promise. Yeah, I mean, from uh, you can go to any interview with him, and when they're asking him, "Ah, what are your ambitions? What's you know what what keeps you going? What what keeps you interested in being at Roma?" I mean, you've you know because Bikitarian was. Basically, every year he's renewing for just another year, just one more season, uh, right. right? I mean, that's been the case. And they've so every time the question is, well, why are you hanging around here? Um, and he always said, I want to I wanna see this team win a trophy. So there is that. He finally <laughs> won it. And that's why when the news broke the very next day, very next day, as soon as Roma won that trophy, the, the news <laughs> broke that he they had the verbal agreement. Twenty four hours. No, no, it was right there. Um, I wasn't surprised. I thought, okay, that's that's fitting. That makes sense. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, that, that, that's essentially more or less how I view it. I, and again, should he decide to go, much like, well, I guess with Jekyll, it's a much different situation because he tells you yes and then he tells you no. So it was a much more abrupt end. Um, I don't think people really viewed these two situations in the same light. But anyway, I don't think there's going to be ill will because this guy, he fought, played a huge role, and you can only wish him the best. It, because if that, again, Roma, no matter what wage, no matter what uh, promise of playing time, that's the issue when you finish outside of the top four. It's you don't have the allure of Champions League football and you can't blame a guy who, again, is going to be 34 in six months, seven months, with this career, uh, his days of the days of his career waning. I don't really think anybody's going to hold it against him if he wants to play the little time he has left in Champions League. That's fine. I, I guess for me, the biggest issue with with Mkhitaryan is if we're talking about skill set, characteristics. I mean, very technical player. Very technically gifted, fantastic in carrying the ball forward from the midfield. I mean, his abilities 
his style and again characteristics i mean roma have nobody even remotely close to being able to do what he is able to do and that is my biggest uh, worry because you go from okay we give him a one year's contract it's from a financial point of view expensive uh, in terms of wages but at least we don't have to go out and spend big on a player with Mkhitaryan uh, leaving you now force yourself to go out and get a guy who again as far as the current makeup of the team you don't have anybody who comes even remotely close in my opinion to being able to do some of the things that he does and essentially that is my fear that replacing him and the way that Jose Mourinho likes to play in the midfield is going to be incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult. Sure. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, let's not, let's not kid ourselves again. This was a player that basically the whole second half of the season was built around him. So if, if you have to replace him, you have to replace him you have to find uh, players that that make the team click it can't be you know um just a temporary fix or something you know a rushed decision a, a rushed a rushed solution to to um to fix the problem at hand um this shouldn't be a problem his departure if there is a departure it shouldn't be a problem it shouldn't be interpreted as oh my goodness what are we going to do this should have been seen coming, you know? Um, right. And I do believe that if the man, you know, if Roma management are out there negotiating, offering him something, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty, it probably fits with whatever they were planning to offer him anyway. Um, Inter coming in and, you know, maybe offering more or whatever, doesn't really shake up the club's plans um, regarding his potential renewal, uh, for for a player like Mkhitaryan at his age, you're willing to offer him this much. That's it. You don't go beyond that. You don't do nothing extra because the reality of the situation is that this is a player who's who's going to age, who's you know who's who's this 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 season was really an exception to the rule by just how elevated the performances were how consistent they were and then in the end obviously that took a toll on him uh and he couldn't feature in easily the two most important games of the season so you have to take that into account and I'm, I'm pretty sure that the club are prepared for that if if anybody is prepared you know to face the harsh truth is is a guy like Jose Mourinho and, and a close collaborator like Thiago Pinto so I'm pretty sure that there is an understanding that with Mkhitaryan, we can only go this far. And um, if not, then we have to look elsewhere. And obviously, the important thing is to look elsewhere, to look for solutions that then don't don't drag everything down. It means ha having to replace Mkhitaryan means having to invest more in some areas of the pitch that perhaps initially didn't want to invest. Um, but but Roma will, will have to regardless whether he stays or not, we'll have to uh, find a way not to have another season of ups and downs or at least another season of two halves. Right. They cannot get, you know, a player where, oh, we're going to get this guy and the whole game plan will revolve around him. That's not how 
good teams work. And I l- listen, we won the conference league by by playing as a team, not having somebody be the the whole engine. Um, the team that won the conference league, that won the second leg against Leicester, and that won the conference league against Feyenoord, is a team where everybody performed across the board, and the team wasn't over over reliant on anybody. So it it maybe it moved differently. Maybe we weren't as creative as with Mkhitaryan on the pitch. Maybe we're a bit slower. But but that it worked. And and going into the summer window, the point is to to strengthen the team, to give it more depth. But it's not about bringing in the, the next big star. Um, you you can have, listen, I mean, you can bring in somebody, a profile similar to Tammy Abraham for the midfield. But Tammy Abraham, when he was brought in, he wasn't a star and he was not going to be a star. Tammy Abraham worked in his first year at Roma because exactly, he worked. He worked and... He sort of wasn't the, the the main guy leading the pack. He was yeah. he was part of the pack, and and he scored twenty seven goals because he was up there working just as hard as everybody else. Not just waiting around for for the guys behind him to hand him the ball so that he could get his shot off. So I'm pretty sure that the the if if Roma are gonna go go big in the midfield it's gonna be about again again functionality not not star star and charisma and whatever it's gonna be about the functionality to the team and where does the team want to go and let's look at the past season what are the areas that we need to improve upon how can we avoid having those two drastic second two so two halves to the season that were so different um, because that's not healthy. You know, it's, it was a great thing that Roma managed to survive in the second half and to turn it around in the second half to the season, but it's not a healthy thing, you know, and uh, especially for us fans, but I imagine for the team as a whole, just not having that consistency. We, 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 we heard time and time again of players complaining about that. We have to find consistency. We cannot find consistency. The, the summer window... Or our beloved transfer market, which everybody you know seems to love and, and be excited about, is about that, about finding the ingredients that then allow you to develop that consistency. So it's not about look at you know Manchester United. They want to they, they you know I'm just giving you the dumbest example possible. But they wanted to do something big. They wanted to get the fans behind them. They wanted to get everybody excited about the new season. They brought in Ronaldo and yeah. The the, right, the, right. the season was awful because it just there was no consistency, no functionality, and um, it just it didn't feel like anything. It it just it was was really a a, a a a team that didn't look like a team. And Roma, there were parts of last season where they looked disjointed, um, and and then they somehow got on board, but they did so. They turned things around because. Everybody was working and nobody really excelled and was the star of the show. So Roma want to do that. And I think that if Mkhitaryan leaves or if he stays, the, the thought, the, the mantra, the, you know, just the, the philosophy of the club will be the same. Everybody works just as hard. And, um, and, and really, that's, that's it. Because... Roma are never going to be in a position, maybe in a few years, I don't know, but now they're not in a position to be 
yes, we're all very happy that we're on the Conference League, but again, you're not competing with the likes of Inter, okay? Right. If I have to see these rumors and links between Paolo Dybala choosing Inter or Roma, uh, uh, ugh, okay, stop. you know, it, it just uh, <laughs> you none you of can, that, please. Yeah, you can, uh, you can, you you know, you can come to your own conclusions, but that's if you're a player. Uh, I'm I'm very glad that we have Jose Mourinho. I'm very glad that we lifted our first trophy in 14 years in Tirana. But but um, there are there are levels to this. Yeah, that's a fantastic way to end it. We'll end it there. So the, we'll, we'll get much deeper into transfer stuff. I, we have to ease our way into this because mentally, after lifting our first trophy since 2008, mentally, if you think I'm prepared to start talking about uh, half the stuff that shows up on uh, It'd be like, yeah, it it no. it would Please be no. like. See, we're gonna tie it up beautifully with a reference to Goodfellas. Going going from winning the Conference League to to talking about the transfer market is like Henry Hill going from being top of the mountain to then just being disappointed in life and having yeah. to go on with life just like a regular schmuck which is right. the final quote in the movie Goodfellas when he looks at the camera and he knows whatever he's done in life didn't really pay off in the end. Great way and great reference to end it. Okay. All right, everyone. We will be back. What is it? It's Thursday. We'll be back Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. I'm trying to, again, let's hold on to this trophy in this celebration just a, just a bit longer before we start getting into all of the market nonsense that is surely uh, going to emerge in these next days and weeks and months, let's, uh, let's hold on tightly because I, I, I'm not ready to give up the taste of winning. Uh, it's been one week and, uh, you know, the wine tastes better. My coffee is stronger. The pasta has more flavor to it. I, I'm not ready to give that up yet. So please have everyone. What, who, who, what was that guy's name who asked about the transfer market? He couldn't even wait four days. Please, <laughs> please, 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 please. Let's all, let's all, we need to make like some sort of pact that we're not going to do it. I, as much as I love the transfer market, I, I enjoy far more uh, winning in, uh, winning a trophy, even if it is in Tirana and it results in me being stuck in, in Switzerland. I can live with that. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you after the weekend. Until next time, ciao. Ciao. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.